Seth Levitt, DJ Preach is in the back, I think, running the nightclub here yep, at the Hard Rock right. Hotel and Casino. Right. And the man with the best third down percentage conversion rate in all of podcasts. Is that right? OJ McDuffie. Yeah, it is until someone proves it wrong. That's right. That's Just right. how you feeling today, man? Man, you know I'm feeling good, big Seth. Anytime you know, we bring... You know it. Yeah, go ahead. Go, go ahead. into the wideout room. Wideout. Yeah. I, you've been... I know you've been a little salty lately for other reasons related to maybe on-field performance. But here in the tank, we need to keep you happy. That's right. So we turn to our guest here, man. Another wide out. It seems like week after week we have one. But a guy we haven't talked to in a while, James McKnight. J-Mac, how you feeling, man? I'm feeling great, man. Get the opportunity to see you and my, my, my brother here again. So Been too long. I'm looking forward to some conversation, man. Good? Yeah, man. Me and J-Mac had a chance to hang out uh, a couple weeks ago, man, in celebration. I didn't get you the know? invite. Well, you did, but... I think he got lost. Man. Oh, you know, the mail is a little slow sometimes. <laughs> lost days, in the man. mail, yeah. huh? Don't get me going on the postal yeah, service. So, man, it's always good to have, you know, a fellow wideouts up in the building. Yeah. Like that, man. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. So, you know what, Seth, let's get a bit, get it started right now, man. You know, Jay Mack, you grew up, you're born and grew up in Orlando, yeah. but you kind of, but then you moved to Apopka. 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 <laughs> and, um, <laughs> in Florida. So how, how, tell us about Apopka first and foremost and, and about your upbringing in general. Uh, Apopka, we, you know, we formally call it the APK, you know, mm, for short. APK. Um, Apopka is a small, small community, man, you know, where everybody know each other. You know, that, that old saying, the village raised, you know, it was nothing for you to get whooped by somebody else's mama mm. you, if you in town. <laughs> Did that happen often? Uh, not to me. Not you to know you. Okay. James was yeah. too fast, yeah. man. Could, some of those moms couldn't oh, catch so it. Oh, so it wasn't yeah, because yeah. he right. wasn't misbehaving. Right. It, it was just that he, he ran could away run. from I, I was fast physically, but I had a fast tongue too, so <laughs> okay. I, I talked my way out of a lot of, a lot of things, but just a small town. Um, you know, I'm the fifth of eight kids. I got six sisters. My brother's the oldest, so I'm smack dab in the middle of the six girls. So I grew up with a little sensitivity toward the women. Um, but for the most part, man, just an um, awesome upbringing. I have a beautiful mom, so can't complain. Oh, no. You talk about mom. But I had a question for you about your sisters. Yes. So it seems to be a theme here it in the really tank does. that yeah. every guest we have that's had older sisters Got whooped by their sisters yeah. growing up. Oh yeah, racing, racing on fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Most yeah. of my fights was with my older sister, but <laughs> the one I used to fight with the <laughs> most, I'm the closest to. Right, yeah, you awesome. know. So she, yeah. she must have saw something in me, and I was being a knucklehead. But we're the best of friends right now, man. And uh, that's that's my lifeline. Yeah. So what I understand a lot of people in that area, man, didn't grow up with much, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? And a lot of people, you probably, uh, you know, like like a lot of us, didn't grow up with much, man. Talk yeah. about a little bit about that. Well, you know. You see the drug dealers, you see the cars, you, you, but you know, and you see people go to work nine to five and come home. Uh, nobody in that town really had, you know, for me, I didn't see someone that I was looking up to and I wanted to be like that. Um, the only saving grace that we had, um, Sammy Smith went to my high school. And at that time, Sammy Smith had went to Florida State. He, you know, got drafted by the Miami Dolphins. So he was kind of the goat that for me that I was looking like, okay, man, if he can, if he can make it out, then I, ha- I have an opportunity. Um, but I didn't know that was going to, you know, I was going to have that opportunity because I played JV football, um, in the 10th and 11th grade because I played for a coach that really didn't, didn't like James McKnight. So 
I had one year of varsity, man. Was it the fast tongue? Like, why didn't he like James McKnight? Um, I grew up seven day at Venice. So we had, I had to go to church on Saturdays. Got and it. so if he had practices on Saturdays and things like that, he was thinking that I'm yeah. getting out of this stuff. Right. right. Moms weren't going to let me get out of church to, right. go, to right. go to football practice. And so, yeah. So she didn't let me play for a long time. Um, and then when I was in, in ninth grade, which was still middle school, Pacwa Junior High, uh, I just snuck and went out for the team, came home with some pads. Got a, I got a, I got a beating <laughs> yeah. for being disobedient. Yeah, it's kind of hard yeah. to sneak the hell yeah, yeah, shoulder yeah. pads in the house and say, I'm just holding this for a <laughs> absolutely, friend. Right? Absolutely, man. So she, she warmed me up for, for disobeying her, but she said, you made the team. So, you know, what? that coach is expecting you to practice tomorrow. Right. And um, that was kind of launching me into my uh, football career. But yeah, rode the bench with a guy y'all know, Warren Sapp, you know, so I want to yeah, ask you about yeah, that. Yeah, I want to yeah. ask you about that because I didn't realize that Sammy Smith went to, so shame yeah. on me for not doing my homework. But when you came to the Dolphins, the only person I knew from Apopka was Warren. Not that I know personally. Gotcha, gotcha. Warren Sapp's personality juice <laughs> and James McKnight's yeah, personality. Polar. I mean, if you want to talk about, like you said, polar opposites. <laughs> I'm not the biggest Warren Sapp fan in the yeah, world, yeah. you know, a Hall of Fame player, earned every bit of that. Absolutely. But he's a little louder, maybe not always the, the most congenial guy <laughs> if you meet him on the street. That's just not who you are. So, right. like, you know, I guess that whole nature versus nurture thing, yeah, you know, yeah. so it's not an Apopka thing. I can't it's not, it's not an Apopka thing. Okay. No, by no means it... So did you guys like hang? Did you guys get along? Um, in high school we did. In yeah. high school, because we, we both, we played football and we played basketball together. Okay. You know, so we, we played two sports together. Um, ironically, um, my three younger sisters and his older sister and brothers have the same father. So oh, we used to call each wow. other brothers. So family. Um, yeah. So we, we basically, we're basically that. family. Yeah, so family. that's how we grew up. Yeah. Um, but today we're, you know, we're a little lax because we, we don't, yeah, our, our worlds just don't collide. Right. But that makes it even crazier. Right. Y'all yeah. are like literally almost kind of definitely yeah. family, like brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But man, yeah. Well, <laughs> he's just yeah. two different dudes. Yeah. He, he's 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 colorful, and um, <laughs> putting you know, but it it made him who he is right now. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has that alter ego. Sure. Um, oh, you know, look at this guy right here. You, it's something about football, man. Is you know. I'm mild and mellow, but you put a helmet on me That's and right. then you get a gladiator, you know. Um, we're going to, you know, hey, man, what's going on before the game? You put the helmet on and then and it's like, I, I don't like your mama. I don't like your, your but grandma. You, I can't believe you, you talk know? to people before the game. You yeah. talk to people before the game? If, I, if I, I couldn't if talk I to knew. anybody I knew, I don't care. Well, yeah, you guys are a little bit different too now. Yeah. I don't care, You guys man. aren't exactly. I need no, no talking before the game. We'll talk yeah. afterwards, yeah, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah. We'll meet and greet afterwards, but doing, doing, once the helmet is on, man, it's like, he's like the just the gentleman's you. gentleman. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, J Mac's yeah. a little different that way. You got a different kind of edge yeah, too. Yeah. You play wide receiver, man. Yeah. You got to, you got to have some type of crazy. Sure. Yeah. You know, we ain't playing sure. this little soft league that they got right now. You know, <laughs> man, OJ played with some dogs oh, back then. We sound then, like old know? guys again. We are old. Uh, I am. That's what they don't say it, Seth. I didn't have saying. to. Yeah. I, I didn't have to. You know, so, so here we are. Here we are back. You know, we know where you grew up, how you grew up, you yeah. know, even playing with, with Warren Sapp. I'm glad you made it through that. Yeah. yeah. Um, how'd you get to Liberty? How'd you get to Liberty? Because I only played one year of varsity. So I had what, like 37 catches, six touchdowns, and I wasn't on anybody's map, you know, and the University of Alabama came to, um, a rival high school. Um, it was a, another, my, my coach was coach Gerke 
Evans High School had another coach, Gurkha, they was brothers. So everybody's um, related yeah, to yeah. Popka. So um, can I call it the APK, or you have to be from there? You, I'll you say can, you can say the APK. I'll be saying. I already called you an issue here. I'll say so, Popka. So long story short is that um, the University of Alabama they came to Evans High School. They was looking. They was trying to recruit a receiver from the Orlando area, and they were like, "Well, our best receiver is a junior, but if you really want to look at a guy, go check that guy out in um, McKnight out in the Popka." So when the University of Alabama came to my high school, I wasn't in the right classes as a senior. So when they looked at the transcript, you know, okay, football stuff, you know, measured out the grades, we can't offer him a scholarship. Mm. And so I came to school the next next day. Um, I was already working for my guidance counselor. It was my senior year, so I barely had classes. And um, they, I had a new schedule. They were like, listen, go go to these classes today. And we'll tell your mom about it later. They didn't even get my mom permission. <laughs> they must um, not know your mom. Because, well, no, no. I had, because my older siblings came through the school, so okay. they had kind of a relationship with my mom and things like that. So they kind of, you know, um, scrambled around, put me in these classes. Man, they found money from somewhere. They were sending me um, so, to surveillance um, sure learning wanna... center for um, for because I didn't have the right maths and things. So they were doing everything in their warehouse of, uh, to help me out. So that I can, you know, pass the ACT, SAT and all that stuff right there. And so um, with that, obviously, I couldn't go to Alabama, but Liberty came and they knew my situation. And so Sam Ritigano used to play for the uh, coach for the Cleveland Browns. That's right. That's he sat telling. down at my mom's right. house, man, like we sit now. And he just told me, said, you know, Miss McKnight, we know that your son is, you know, not academically eligible, but we have a thing called Prop- Proposition 48. Prop 48. He's like, so if you send your son to come play for me. I don't care how long it take him to graduate. We'll make sure that we pay for his education and I'll make sure he come home with a degree. He said, but the second reason I want him to come is that I think he has the ability to play at the next level. And I'm not talking about college football. Mm-hmm. And so now you 17 Man, years old. Right. Somebody you, talking about you could play in the NFL and you yeah. barely play high school football. I mean, it was like, you know, my mind was blown. Wow. And then my mom, Jackson State is actually the, the first place that sent me a, you know, a scholarship offer. But my mom said you're going to Liberty. And she liked what she yeah, heard. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, a Cleveland guy had to somehow get into the always man. It seems like every pod, you know, something about Cleveland because man, Cleveland is everywhere, bro. But they're all over the country because a lot of them leave. Leave, <laughs> right? So what is that telling you? I mean, it's a birthplace. It's a birthplace. Great place to grow up, but you know, living there is a little different. That is hilarious. <laughs> so did mom also like? I mean, Liberty University. Let's we, we can't. Ignore this. I mean, they're, it's, it's a religious college, right? I mean, it's right. one of the largest yeah. in, in the country. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and so uh, Jerry Far- Farwell yeah. and did that appeal to mom? Was that something? Or you talked about what your religious beliefs were. Right, did right. they conflict? Was, you know, what was going on there? It didn't conflict. It, I, I just think that because he was a Christian, mm-hmm. that the language that he used in, in the home by being a, a Christian university, I think my mom felt like that was a safe place. Um, and if I'm honest, Jackson State was in Mississippi. My mom was born in the 40s. Yeah. A lot of things that was going on in the state of Mississippi. So yeah. she was like, she just don't feel comfortable sending her son, you know, to, to Mississippi um, to go to school when she can send him to a Christian college and, and kind of be surrounded by, by godly men and women. So it, you know, definitely had a, a little sway on the religious side. Yeah. And, and I needed it. You know, I came, I came to school, you know, very undisciplined. So Liberty had curfew, you know, we had dress code. I had to wear a tie, man. Four years, they had to wear a tie, some 
dress shoes in any academic building for four years. I had to wear a tie. Oh, uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think that's right, because like, this is also one of the smoothest dudes that's yeah. ever come through the locker room. So I think that, that cleanliness. Yeah. 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 I think maybe that came from there. But I'm glad you, I, I mean, he's just segueing into every question we have here. I, I'm glad you brought that up showing up a little undisciplined because another thing that stands out to me, not just the Apopka thing, but when you first got to Miami, you had this little trading card, right? I thought it was a trading card. Mm -hmm. And then you shared it with me and it was more of your testimony. It was your testimony and and how you found God. And what you shared was an addiction that you had. Um, But it wasn't uh, drugs or alcohol. It was a sex addiction. Correct. And I thought that that was pretty, especially at that time. I mean, this yeah. was what, 2002? Yeah. We were one. having that, con- oh, 2001, mm-hmm. having that conversation. Yeah. And that you were open about it and you ended up doing, I, I remember, um, you, d- you did an interview with Dave Hyde and he wrote a, a really wonderful column. Yeah. But you, that was something that you shared with guys. Yeah. So do you want to talk about that a little bit? And was it liberty that helped you kind of deal with those things and, and, you know, just, just the whole background there and yeah. what, what got you to the point where you were able to recognize, accept, and then want to make a change in your life? Uh, that's a long, long <laughs> reach right there. Um, I, I'll put it this way. You told me that we no, can no, ask no. anything. No, no. I, I mean, that's a, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to shorten it, yeah. you know, for the sake of conversation. It's a podcast. Yeah, we're I got good. you. We're I got good. You. They can edit for TV. Uh, I got you. Well, I was, you know, going to a Christian school, you know, my first year, no girlfriend, no dating, no things, you know, I'm doing things the right way. Um, saving myself and the whole nine. Um, going to my sophomore year, Liberty had this thing where it's called college for a weekend. So they, you know, people in high school can come, you know, experience college, um, for that weekend. It's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday thing. So it's unique. They get to stay in the dorms. They get to go to class, you know, get a feel of, of what college. So it's a good ret- recruiting tool that they use. Um, long story short, a girl came there, you know, I kind of liked her. We met, but then in the following year, my sophomore year, she actually came to the school. Okay. So we started dating. All right. Never touched her, never tried to, you know, be physical with her. And some things happened, broke my heart. And going into my junior year, I was just cold and I wouldn't let nobody in. And so by me not letting anybody in, it get, I, I gave me the freedom to do what I want. So I, I'm no longer being that nice guy trying to, you know, do things right by, by women. Don't want nobody, no, want no relationship. Told girls that didn't want a relationship. So, um, when you the star football player, I, I ran track, star, star track athlete. So I was kind of a big guy on campus and it, it led to some freedoms that I didn't really know how to control. Yeah. yeah. And then two years after that, you get into the NFL and now, Instead of some of the older vets, kind of like, hey, man, you know, do X, Y, Z. It was like they had a bulldog on the leash and they just took the leash off and like, uh, you know, go. And so I wasn't, you know, Liberty is in Lynchburg, Virginia. So it wasn't the big club scenes and all this stuff right here. So for two years, you know, I was just out of control. But at, at um, being in Seattle, no family, no real friends outside of the guys in the locker room my heart just started tugging in a different direction. And I realized, you know, I'm looking in the mirror. I don't like that guy, mm. you know, um, and I got six sisters. It, it just, it just changed, you know, and then, you know, God brought a nice, you know, young lady into my life and, and it was just, it was a switch, man. Wow. It was like night and day. Wow. Yeah, it didn't take me long to, to get out of that um, limelight. And so I talked about it. And you did talk about it, which yeah. I, you know, that, that's the part I wanted to ask about is, is, 
it's one thing to go through that, and I think it's fantastic that you looked at self and said, this is yeah. not the person I want to be, yeah. but recognizing it as addiction, mm-hmm. you know, because that's a powerful word, right. Right? I don't know that everybody right. would say, okay, right. well, now I'm going to calm down because I want to get married, yeah. but to recognize something as addiction, yeah. Yeah. you know, I'm just kind of wondering what led you to, to, to use that term, use that term to label your behavior as addiction, and then to say, I don't want to just change my own behavior, but I want to help others right. through this story? Well, in our locker rooms, you know, we, we, we get exposed to a lot. Mm. And so, you know, I, I, hang, I went to these same clubs, these same things, same, you know, get togethers that my teammates did. And they, they were high, you know, they were drinking and, and things like that, getting high. But I don't drink. Right. I don't smoke, right. you know, you know, so I'm, I'm drinking water, yep. cranberry juice and Sprite. And I'm doing the same things, same behavior that they're operating in under the influence. And I'm doing it, mm. you know, on, on just your nature. So my energy has had always been been high. You know, I'm off the chain. I, I was a good a, a good dancer. So I'm always on the floor ha- ha- having fun. Wait a minute. Yeah, hey, dude, so, DJ Priest. No, you're not. These knees okay. and back ain't okay. cooperating. Oh, you know, man, I was going to say, I want to see some moves. We have a little room here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So... Um, so I, I, when you look, when I had to take a, a, a good Polaroid of myself, man, yeah. it's like, okay, they may have some excuses, but you don't. So I can't use, oh man, oh no, nah, man, I didn't know what I was, I didn't know what I did last night or whatever. Yeah. I knew exactly what yeah. I did. I knew yeah. who I did it with and I know how I got to that, to that point. And so I needed to, to you know, change my, what I like, change my pursuit and change how I do it, uh, how I did it. And I, I, I use this. You can't, you can't heal from what you hide. Hmm. So if I continue to hide it, then I would have continued to do it, wow, you know, like and you know, behind the scenes and I never would have been able to, to get myself. And because the, the last thing I want to um, do is be in a relationship where I'm just not, not, not faithful. And that's what I was doing, you know, in that time, you know, I, I was dating people, but I, I had other things on, on the side right. and, and, and it didn't. It was no sweat off my back. I was waking up with, right. with you know, un, no conscious. Right. And wow. so that's where I, that's the space I was in. But then I can't come over here and try to talk to you about God, knowing that I'm doing these things right here. So I, I'm I didn't I'm not that hypocrite. So yeah, I have some flaws. Yeah, you know, we got we all thing. do. Yeah, right? oh, I mean, absolutely. Right. Yeah. So that's why I was I like, okay, no, I want to I want to talk about this flaw because most people think it's always um, gambling. You know, something with money, something with. Uh, uh, you know, drugs, opioids, or something like that. But no, this is a lot of people that's a, you know had that that addiction because that was the only thing in my life mm. that was uncontrollable. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, I, I appreciate yeah, absolutely certainly man. that you're sharing that with us yeah. here and, and, and share and with everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, listeners, the viewers. Important, man. Uh, that, that is a very powerful testimony, and 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 it was at that time. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine that. You know, we'll get to this in a second, but I, I texted a couple of your former teammates and, you know, Randy McMichael was like, man, I don't have a lot on James. He was just kind of a grown man yeah, in our exactly locker room. Right. You know, he was a great mentor to us and what have you. And, and so I think that, um, your willingness to share that and be so open, especially 2001, 2000, you know, 20 something years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that that meant a lot to guys. Yeah. I think it did. You know, um, Randy and Chris. You know, Chris Chambers, they, they, were, they were little brothers that I knew that they had things going on. You know, they, they're, they're new. You know, they, they top draft picks. You've been picks. in those shoes. Right? Yeah, they yeah. top yeah. draft picks and things like that. But I was always trying to tell them that, you know, hey, stay, stay, stay grounded. You know what I'm saying? And because I was grounded, 
you know, I, you don't go with the, the, you know, this is football, man. It's ebbs and flows, right. you know, peaks and valleys. But if you can stay grounded, then you'll be able to deal with those peaks and valleys at a, at a different level. Yeah. And, and so that's what I was trying to get them, you know, everybody come into the NFL and they think money. Uh, I want to come get this, this money, but I'm like, okay, I came in as a free agent. I came to get a job. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So Some guys, man. Get, they... Having a job versus getting money is, 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 is different thing. You said, look, he just gave me mad. What'd he say? You know what I mean? Some you guys see, come in and free agent. You make agents. a comment as a free agent. He always has to throw in my draft status. Some hey, guys mean, are first round draft picks. Hey. I mean, it's just, you know, you know, but. but it he he earned it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah, he, he he earned it. You that's know? how that's how he sounds sometimes. <laughs> Wait, sometimes look like I was gifted this. Are you, you saying that I mean? I'm impartial? Hell yeah, that I'm saying that. I'm just saying that some guys have uh, an easier path to their yeah. dream. Listen, true. I, I I'm not jealous of his draft status. I'm jealous that he had one quarterback his whole career. Yeah, basically. Well, well he did for a minute. Yeah, yeah. until that quarterback yeah. retired. Yeah, but that that was what, one year. Yeah, one, one year without. I had a couple years. Yeah, but the bulk of the year, I did the damage though. Yeah, so right, 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 you point, yeah. Yeah. Me? How many quarterbacks <laughs> I had? Did I you count them? That's you a, need to take his shoes off? Wow. We did that with Marty Booker in the tank, and he almost got emotional. Yeah. With, I mean, we wow. went through like He didn't realize how many guys he played with, really. I did, I've, never, I've like, never thought about that, but yeah. I played with a lot. Yeah. yeah, well, in Seattle, too. Who was the quarterback when you got there? Rick Myers. Okay, well, that didn't last long. Um, that was my draft Rick class. Myers. Was it? Dan, yeah. Dan McGuire's brother. I can't. Uh, Mark McGuire. Mark McGuire. Mark McGuire. No, Dan McGuire. San, San, Mark McGuire was baseball. The home baseball. run. So Dan, yeah, Dan, Dan McGuire. San Diego. So Dan and uh, Rick and Myers. And those are two high jobs. Yeah, John Freeze. Yeah. Stan Gilball. And then they brought Warren Moon in my last two years. Okay. So I, I did play yeah. with a Hall of Famer. Right. I wish I'd had him my whole year, right. my whole career. That, that, that was a special ball right there. I bet. Um, then went to Dallas. I had Troy Aikman. Had Another Hall of Famer. Clint Sterner. had Anthony Wright. And I had Randall Cunningham. Okay. So you had some, you know, you had some legends. <laughs> Came to Miami. That's a lot of quarterbacks. I had Jay Feeler, Ray Lucas, yeah. Brian Greasy. Yeah. Son of a Hall of Famer. <laughs> <laughs> Brian was a son of a I've never realized how many guys. That's a lot of damn quarterbacks. That's a lot of guys. And then when I went to to um, New York, it was Kurt Warner and Eli Manning. Okay, but I, I never got on the field with those guys. Okay, gotcha. but yeah, that was. But that, you, you caught a couple balls from them. Yeah, yeah, but you know, yeah. toe injury. Oh, you know man. that. Toe, you know that toe. Yeah, oh, that man. thing shut yeah, me down. We've kind of fast forwarded really a lot right here, but yeah. let's let's go back to Seattle a little bit, and then Dallas. All right. You know, you talk about being a free agent, you go to Dallas, I mean, go to Seattle, you, know, you go to Dallas. You actually played with Joey Galloway in both of those venues. Yeah, too, both, right? both, both yeah. stints. Yeah. But let's talk Man. about, Seth already talked about it. Coming to Miami. Yeah. Coach wants that. How did he sell you on Miami? Cause pretty much the first or second time you were a free agent, had right. a chance to pick and choose where you wanted to go. Right, right. Talk about coming to Miami originally. Well, um, I was in Dallas and my first year in Dallas, I blew my knee out. And so Chan Gailey was, the head coach there and so I crazy knew, I all the right, connections. Right. So, so I knew how they were going to use me. You know, I, I, I picked up the offense, you know, so now my, my childhood dream is to not only, you know, I got Deion Sanders and Rod Wilson, all these guys on the defensive side, Emmitt Smith, Troy Aikman, wow. Michael Irvin. So I'm in heaven, Rocket Ishmael. So I'm, I'm in heaven, you know, to have an opportunity to, to be on the field, with these guys. And right before the first game, um, first preseason game, because we had the Hall of Fame game, I blew my knee out. Mm. In practice? In practice. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I missed that first year. Then the next year, 
Joy Galloway get traded. I was traded from Seattle the, that one year, blew money out. Joy Galloway get traded the next year. And so I end up coming, you know, from a rehab to starting 15 of the 16 games the next year with Troy Aikman, you know, all those guys. And so Chan Gailey came to Miami. You had another, you had another Hall of Fame quarterback. Correct. You had, so you talking about me having yeah. one for most of my career. You had two in yours. I, I did. I did. Well, you he, know, and I think Kurt, Kurt, but he didn't. Yeah, Although but Kurt Warner at that point in time, who knew? Yeah, Eli's yeah, probably going right? to get in as well. You, still, you probably have, you probably have four. I had all That's a whole other show. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. So long story short is that when I became a free agent, I knew Troy was retiring and I went from two years with Warren Moon, two years with Troy Aikman, and now they about to bring in a, in a little Ricky guy. I'm like, man, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know Time if I want to go Time make about. those steps back, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so you chose Joy, Jay Fever. Hold on, and I love Jay. Yeah. By the way, but, but, see, I, but it wasn't Jay. It wasn't Jay. It was it was Chan Gailey. Okay. Um, the offense that they had in in Dallas is part of the reason that Troy was getting hurt. It wasn't, it, you know, it just. It wasn't a good offense yeah. in that, that particular year. And so when, when I became a free agent, you know, the Jets was recruiting Cincinnati, Miami, I think Washington. I had a couple more visits that we were trying to get to. But I actually just wanted to come home. You know, I went to school in Virginia. Then from there, I went to Seattle on the other side of the world, came back to Dallas a little closer. And I wanted to end my career where my family actually can come to multiple mm, yeah. games because they was coming to like maybe one game out of the year. That's so cool. For like the, the last, you know, 11, 12 years. Right. Um, so when Miami, you know, I grew up watching the, the, the Mark brothers. And so Marino, the Mark brothers, I'm like, man, I get a chance to come and play for the, for the Dolphins. So I was actually I excited yeah. to make this move. And, and I, I, they really was recruiting me and Chan Gailey. I didn't talk to once there. Um, Chan Gailey was what? the one. That was wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah. You can't just gloss over that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hold, hold on. You <laughs> signed with the team and never talked to the head coach? No, I, I spoke, I mean, I, I talked to him, but <laughs> he, he has zero influence on a decision. Oh, okay. The, the, oh, the okay. decision was Chan Gailey telling me, hey, you know that, you know, this is the offense. This is the, you know, I'm going to use you how we used to use Rocket Ishmael, yada, yada, yada. And so I knew that the ball was going to be coming my way. I knew I was going to have an opportunity to, you know, play. Um, Lamar Smith was the running back. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I was a, who you played with? Yeah, in I played Seattle. with him okay. for four, uh, four years in Seattle. You know, we came in as rookies together, so that was like my brother. And so it was, it was just some synergy that's going going on there. Wow. And I'm, I'm and I'm playing for my my childhood team. Right. You know. Uh, so I, it was just a win-win making that decision. So a lot yeah. of things have just come out of there. I'm going completely off script now. I don't want to try to remember. I'll, I'll go in reverse. So your childhood team, did you like have a Dolphins jersey? Did you, you know, sometimes we hear those stories and it's so cool. I remember man, Olivier Vernon. We couldn't afford no NFL jersey, Seth. Man, I don't know. What's wrong with you, man? Uh, we got we got one we wrote You know what this there. is? This is the, oh you're gonna get me for being a high round draft pick. Yeah, I'm gonna get you for having a jersey. Damn right, jersey. I, I bet you I, I bet you there's a picture of Juice wearing somebody's jersey somewhere at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There we go. So did you have no? Okay. See? I'm trying to tell. You. <laughs> All right, I we're gonna you. move on from that one. Yeah. So so <laughs> the Chan Gailey thing to yeah. sign because of Chan and knowing the offense. Right. I always wonder that when uh, a guy plays for a head coach and has a good relationship, that head coach loses or leaves or whatever it might be, leaves that position mm-hmm. and is now in a coordinator's role right. or what have you. How, I always wondered how much of an influence. I, I get the whole thing that you know the system. Right. But did you have a good working relationship with Chan as your head coach? Did you almost see him 
I don't want to say no disrespect to Dave, but did you almost see Chan as a head coach in a way? Um, yes, because in, in Dallas, he was my head coach. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. He right. was the head coach. He was the officer coordinator. So even though he had, he, he was the head coach, when, when you working with your OC, that's a, that's a little different, right. you know, relationship yeah. when you, when you're working with your OC. And, and in Dallas, he just so happened to be the head coach too. Got so. It. And unfortunately, we've yeah. seen when Chan doesn't like working with you, what that can be as well. Right. So correct. That's a correct. Whole, so whole it was just, it was just a relationship that, you know, um, and at that time that he was really nurturing me yeah. because I was kind of extending, you know, as a, as a wide receiver. Right. Right. I was just coming into a ram where, you know, I was making my way. Um, so he, he was, he was a part of that. And then I got injured. And then now we got an opportunity to hey to work together. Let's go back Reunite. and do what we yeah. was trying to do before. So that makes sense. It was it was a good sale. Well, you know, also I also <laughs> love the fact you know you and I had a talk and Coach Robert Ford. Yes, my favorite. Yes, favorite coach of all time, man. Yeah. Position coach and taught me so much. You you'd be shocked, Seth. You know, playing wide receiver like all my life. I played running back at the beginning, but to get to the NFL and get to the years I was at my fifth year, maybe. And finally learned how to play wide receiver. Really? It was that significant. Robert that. Ford was that good yeah. as a wide receiver. Not only, not only I just remember see the point and, and grab the fat. That's yeah, the only thing I'm saying. saying. Not only, yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Not only route running and, yeah. you know what I mean, and concepts, but how to catch a football. Yeah. You know, we're all taught the triangle. Man, everybody's taught like, catch the ball like this. No, Coach Ford always taught you, you know, watch the point and grab the fat. I never thought about it that yeah. way. You know what I mean? Because you really want to catch the ball like this. And that's one thing. And that, that coaching uh, point that really translated, it, like you for you at see, that mo- stage. See, my good. hands, my Not hands good. are already sweet. All right, let's get it. Right. All right, I can't. Argue but they became that. sweeter. No, <laughs> you know, no. receiving. Don't but, have sweet hands. But, 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 yeah, 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 I can name a few. I know a bunch of them. I can name a few. Different show. Different show. But um, but I saw other guys, you know, that were a little intimidated with their hands and not confident. The whole key to catching and Mac will tell you this is confidence. Yep. You know, I coach a high school team now, and I see the lack of confidence, guys. You know, I said, man, get confident in your hands, you know. But that right there, he made me more – you you see these guys now, but they wear like 3X or 4X gloves. Yeah. And, and the gloves are sick. Yeah. You see them making these catches, I mean. But you see how much they cover the football up. And that's one thing Coach Ford taught. We used to hit – he had this heavy ball he used to throw to us all the time. Mm-hmm. The heavy ball, mm-hmm. you know, like the night before the game, you're sitting there talking about assignments. He, he's firing his heavy ball at you. But you just get so much, you know, strength in your hands that you get the confidence too. Well, and that's one thing that, you know, I didn't have until I got Coach Ford in my life. So talk about Coach a little bit. Man, that's that's amazing. Yeah. I didn't have a junior high wide receiver coach. I didn't have a high school wide receiver coach. Sam Ricciglione was in his 60s as the head coach of Liberty. He was my wide receiver coach. So he was the head coach and wide receiver. And coach? wide receiver. I've coach. never heard of that. Well, yeah. well, you know, small schools. Yeah, yeah you know, they got to do two or three we, jobs. We, yeah, but we, we didn't have a budget. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Don't get him to gloating about. <laughs> he had three wide receivers coaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of them was my roommate, so they really cut down that year. Exactly. And then, and when I went to Seattle, my wide receiver coach only he played wide receiver in, in college, but he only caught one ball his whole college career, and he was you know kind of a son you know being brought up. So I never had a wide receiver coach. Um, in Dallas, I only played one year, and Wes Chandler was the, the coach that one year. Wes Chandler. Um, Wes was just getting a few into balls. it. Yeah, right. Yes, he did. Right. Um, so Wes was just coming into it. Okay. But when I came to Miami, to OJ's point. 
Man, it's, I mean, you ever you ever seen that? You got kids now. You seen Ratatouille, right? Yeah, absolutely. Right, you, they taste the food and it's just like can bring you back to your childhood. Right, right, right. That's that was Coach Ford because he first I Ratatouille mean, reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Co- Coach Ford was like he was number one. He was a father figure. Exactly right. And so when he when he when he brought you under his his belt, you know he knew OJ's need is different than my need mm. than, than Big O's need. The you know than Chris Chris's need. So he gave us what we needed. And man, to to be able to like OJ said, break down how to catch the football. You would think that you know people when when you know pay that much attention to the detail of catching the football. Well, I would think just kind of as a as a fan of the sport that at this stage you know how to catch a football, yeah. right? That would be the expectation. And I wonder if that's part of the reason why it's glossed over right. once yeah. you get to the league because they're like, if you don't know how to catch at this point, yeah. but that, that that's fascinating for me to hear it from two guys who did it at a high level. That that was that meaningful to you? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, route running, route running. Concepts, you know, everything. yeah, yeah. Your, con- your concentration, yeah. yeah. Your your focus. You know, he he had you so focused on on what was important mm. that you don't. You know, we were tough, so we weren't worried about getting hit. We worried about dropping the ball, and so to be able to just focus and in, in the midst of chaos, because you you're training in this and that heavy ball. I mean, a heavy ball, that, that thing is, I mean, it's literally, I mean, when I say heavy, it's, it's, it's a hard, heavy ball. Yeah. And we catch it off the jug sometimes. And wow. so now your hands are so relaxed that when you, when you get that little ball, man, it was, it just made your job easy. Yeah. And now you can go play free and, and it, and it changed, it changed the dynamics, man. Yeah. And yes. one thing about coach too is he, uh, he, he won't curse you. He, no curse words. Oh, right. He'll find a way. He'll oh, find he a way. Now. He'll find a way. But it, you won't get any curse words out of him, man. He was <laughs> cotton picking you. Yeah. He, got, he, got, he got all kind of words, he man. But there's no cuss words. So now, you know, I don't curse. So that was right. Like, you're right up your so alley. You guys right there. All together. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was good. So the other thing I wanted to ask, it's not on the script that you mentioned going through free agency. Mm-hmm. So as much as I give my partner here a hard time about, you know, you not being able to relate to the whole silver spoon, the first round picks, and the whole thing. Wait a minute, you just he added never, silver spoon. Did thing. I add that? Yeah, that wasn't new. that. I thought I mentioned that. That's new, that. right there. <laughs> no, who said silver spoon? I, don't know, man. I, I guess I did. I guess I did. So, but OJ never had the opportunity to go through free agency and yeah. be recruited that way. Yeah. And what was that like for you to to go to a smaller college mm-hmm. because of the the circumstances, you know, the academic circumstances, right. to not get drafted? Than to finally be in a position where you're now being recruited and they're able to throw money at you right, as right. part of that. What was that experience like? Because Juice did not have that experience. Well, I really so had. Then, I mean, when I left the Dolphins, I guess you could say I was a free agent, but I got traded to the Cowboys. So I, I would have probably been like like Juice is. I I wanted to be a lifetime Seahawk mm. because um, when I came in, it was t- um, Tom Flores was the the head coach. And then they wow. fired the whole coaching staff. Hall of Famers everywhere. Right. They fired the whole coaching staff after my rookie year. And so I went back to college. I needed four classes to finish my degree. So I went back to college to finish my degree. And then they hired Dennis Erickson from the University of Miami. The first real free agency was when I left Dallas to come to Miami. And at that time, we're talking about going into year seven. You know, I, I knew who I was as an athlete and right. what I wanted to get out of my career. And so I just wanted to come to a place where, you know what, I get an opportunity, you know, to, to shine and be the man. So coming to Miami, I, I felt like I had that opportunity. It didn't yeah. work out that way, but I felt like it had Right, right. Well, that's what I'm saying, the moment, <laughs> the, the recruitment, that yeah, free yeah, yeah. agent process. Yeah. So, all right, I mentioned that we reached out to Randy McMichael. Okay. And so he, he after telling me he couldn't think of anything, <laughs> he did say, well, 
He goes, it was pretty funny when he would show up to work with that lavender Benz with the AKA license plate on it. So you got to explain yourself on this one. That was my wife's car. Oh, uh, there's got to be a better explanation. You know, okay. was, no, was my you wife, driving it. That was my wife's Mercedes. Well, you know, I was, we got married in 98. Uh-huh. And so when I came to the Dolphins, my, my family started expanding. Right. So we had a, in, in 2001, I had, we had our first child, a son. 2003, we had another one. So, she had this little convertible little Benz that wasn't car seat friendly Got it. with two infants. Okay. So I had the big black truck, you know, um, <laughs> suburban. So it was times where I knew she had to do things in a day yeah. that she took the truck and I just drove her car. So <laughs> he said yeah. that was fun. <laughs> Did they give me a hard time about it? No, that's the first time. That's the first really? time I've heard of it. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. the license plate though—you had to keep okay. the AKA license plate uh, on. That's the her too. car. <laughs> what you want to get out in the morning? Six thirty in the morning. Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, I was—I'm secure as in my this man. Absolutely, nothing to do with J Mac. All right. Yeah. Respect. Yeah. yeah. But clearly, it, it made an impact on right. him. Right. <laughs> I never knew that. <laughs> <laughs> I never knew they made attention to that. It's crazy. Thirty years, twenty years later, you know. That's the thing. I, I, obviously, I'm not AKA. You know, <laughs> and a ski we don't hear, you know what I'm saying? I'm not even a, you know, we have fraternities at my school. Liberty, so, yeah. 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 We, we also sense. talked to OG a little bit about you, man. And, uh, OG said, you know, one time you guys were playing out in Seattle and, uh, you promised after the game, you know, you promised the whole team some cheesesteaks. <laughs> he said, you got, he said, he said you got on a plane with like three cheesesteaks for 53 guys. No, 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 no. Cheesesteaks for the, the receiver oh, team. Oh, okay. I didn't get it for the other, oh, okay. other, and then people, people thought it was the food, you know, you have the yeah, food, you yeah, grab right, the food. They come up with all the so we had other people grabbing the cheesesteaks, and so like like who was originally a tent, oh. they didn't, they didn't get it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Addition by subtraction there. Yeah. So, so who was grabbing cheesesteaks that shouldn't have been? Just anybody. anybody I mean, because, you know, yeah. the, the, the food was just there in bags. You, you know and so before you, you know get on that, Mac. Yeah. It's, like, it's like ordering your Nike gear to the facility. You but know it's going to get run through. They were supposed to give it to me. They put it They put it with the regular food. So you know? we're blaming it. Is this like a Tony Eggless problem? Is it Tony's fault? I, I, well, I don't Let's know. Let's Joey. Cause I don't know the people that dropped off the food. I don't yeah. know who what they said. And so they just put it with the other stuff. And then oh, once man. I once I went through the bags and I found it, I'm like, okay, I, get, I took that bag. No, gee, was, like, was not very happy. Yeah, was was he didn't get one. Yeah, dude, or so. he ate all oh, seven right, of them. Right. And blame somebody else. Yeah, so there's just some other some other players was blessed, and it was some good stuff. Yeah. So and that surprised me. He said cheesesteaks. Is there like a cheesesteak spot in Seattle that was like the spot? Because I think it was, of Philly cheesesteaks. Yeah, I don't think of, it was. It was there. It was a guy from Philly, and the name of the cheesecake place was um, the Philly's Best. Ah, and the church so that I went transplant. to up there, it was it was literally right next to the church, you know. And so we were, you know, go to church, grab a Philly. And so when I had an opportunity to go back, because I, you know, we would drive across town just right. to get these. You know, it's just the way that they, they made them. And Making me hungry. Yes, yeah, it was, it was some good stuff. Yeah. I want to yeah. know. We need to find out who ate those missing cheesesteaks, but that's hilarious. He said, yeah. he said, yeah, three wasn't going to cut it for 53 guys. <laughs> Listen, man, I, I, I laid out some, some pretty, a pretty good chunk of change for all those cheesesteaks. Cause man. then they had to get delivered. I uh, can only imagine those guys who have to deliver the food, whether they got to go to the plane, they got to yeah. get through all that, or they got to get to the stadium somehow and get, I, so, I, I took and that's care a mission. Of and I that was pre Uber Eats Correct. and all that stuff. Uh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. So that was a mission. So in addition to all that, the, the AKA plates and the, <laughs> cheese, the missing cheesesteak mystery and all that, 
You made a few plays. Yeah, you, you, you definitely made some plays out there. And what I love, I went back and looked at it, Juice. And, yeah. And I love seeing J Mac. You'd see three catches for 111 yards. Oh man. You know, like there was always going to be one. You want to see that from my stat line? No. <laughs> Ever. You get to that 100 yards, but you, I mean, there's a reason you let. I had the three catches. I had like 17 yards. <laughs> Two first downs. But they were all first downs. <laughs> they were definitely all first downs for sure. But you know, the play that I think most fans in, in South Florida would point to. 2003, first time we rolled, I think it was the first time we rolled out the orange jerseys. It was a Sunday night game. Man, I mean, that was so you know, we you know played, I had them seats too. We played that Washington. That's right. Yeah, you were sitting in that end zone. Front row, man, with those seats, and with those jerseys on, man, I lost my mind. The stat line, I think, was like three catches for 111 yards, but you took one, third play of the game. You know where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. The aforementioned Brian Greasy. Right, right. 80 yards. Yeah. Bring us back to that moment. It was good, man. You know, I, I, I came in motion and I knew that you know, um, I think Chris was running a, a a deeper route, and we just needed the first down. And so <laughs> once I down, once I came in motion, you know, and and the um, safety that that came over with me in the slot, he was inside. I already knew that all I had to do is just outflank him, and Brown was going to give me a, a, a good ball. Well, he tried to you know score, and and Brian put it out there. I, I, I caught the ball, and when I turned up. All I see is 84. I saw Chris jersey and I saw a cornerback. I'm like, okay, if I get the Chris, it's out. Right. And whatever, whatever, for whatever reason, the safety tried to take a bad angle. I thought he thought he thought he was fast enough. Yeah. He, he didn't know the Jets was going to pop it. Right. Big yeah. mistake. I was running, but I wasn't running. You, you right. said you're a track guy. Yeah, too. I was I say, he didn't know you were a track delivery. He, well. he was a runner in track. And, and, um, you know, once I once I turned it on the sideline, had a good you know 20 yards of free run. Then I was at I was at top speed. I'd imagine a twenty yeah. yard head start for James nice. Chris. Must yeah. be nice. Chris got a good block, and it was it was the rest of history, man. Man, that's that speed right there makes me jealous, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? I had a seventy two yarder, but I had I mean it was lucky seventy two, and I was yeah. running scared the whole time. <laughs> Wait, you know what I mean? Did you look up at a jumbo trying to see who's behind you? That'll slow me down. That was already slow enough. <laughs> You know what I mean? So, you know, so 80 yards like that. That was good. In the orange. Yeah. You know, orange. so I mean, it, it's yeah, a different, was, you're moving different when special. you're wearing the orange. It was, it was special. It was a yeah. special night. Talk yeah. about that. Cause Juice, you know, he talked about it. Irving Fryer was just on and the whole, yeah. you know, if you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you play right, good. Right. I know you liked everything needed to be tight and, 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 uh, and clean. Yeah. So what, you know, in the orange jerseys, did you feel a little bit differently when you put those things on? Oh, yeah, man. We, you know, it was number one, it was a night game. Yep. And so, you're playing the Sunday night game. You know the, the world is watching, not right. just your 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 southeast audience. And so when you got the world watching, man, and we got an opportunity to to bring out those jerseys, you know, you you want to make sure everything is right. I don't really care too much how I look up here. I just my feet just had to be right. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, was I needed, Yeah. I, so if what I, makes if I wasn't feet comfortable, right? Um, Are your feet right now? Your, your shoes. <laughs> like I, I, a lot of people like to play in, in new shoes. Yeah. I, I can't play in new shoes on on Sunday. Okay. Yeah, it just that's just too hard. So yeah. I always had had an old pair of shoes cleaned up. Um, but as long as I was comfortable with my with, with footwear, I, I felt like I played a good game. There's nothing like having just just not you know you out there and, and don't yeah. feel good for for me. I'm a track guy, so I got to be able to. It's to, all about to the run. shoes. Right. And I think I, I think new shoes would, would restrict my my movement. So. Yeah. So your feet clearly were right. Yeah, they were right. They were right that night, you know, and I got, you know, small opportunities and made the most of them. Yeah, I mean, it was only three catches. Yeah. Was yeah. Big, night. Big night right there. Well, there was, there was some, I was talking to Juice the other day. There, there's some history behind the three catches. You yeah. Know? Right. Um, which, yeah, please, yeah, please expand. Yeah. So 
I'll I'll bring it like this. I wasn't Dave and North Turner's favorite sign on the offense. Okay. And so this was the period where in their minds they were trying to phase me pretty much out of the offense. Okay. So I was averaging I was averaging sixty two plays a year. I mean a game. Averaging sixty two plays a game. Yeah. I was getting maybe two, three opportunities. Right. So he he can tell you as, you know, you warming up at, you know, twelve, you know, for a one o'clock game mm-hmm. and the first ball you get, you know, thrown at you is three o'clock. We talked about that in the right. post game. You ain't in the, the you're not in the flow of a game. Right. Yeah. And so for my last two years playing under Dave and North Turner, I just I just hated every aspect of playing playing football. Wow. Because you didn't I I, I never got into a Florida game. There's very few games that I call a lot of balls, right. you know, um, and so that was that was a kind of a sour note. And that particular week, and the week either either after that or prior to it, in practice, in team settings, in practice, I didn't get one ball thrown to me, and and two for two weeks. Right. So talk. Look, I want to dig into that for a second. Yeah. yeah. What what's going through your head? And, and again, you weren't. This isn't your first or second year. Correct. You know, you've been in the league almost a decade at mm-hmm. that point. You sign a free agent contract. Same head coach. I understand the offensive coordinator has changed. What is going through your head? Do you ever have a conversation? Do you ever yeah. go to Dave and or Norv and sit down? Are you hearing one thing? Are you getting something yeah. else? Or do you know how vo- how much do you vocalize that? Because I know you're a mild mannered guy. Mm-hmm. But what? How do you handle a situation like that? Um, at that time it was some grace outwardly, but in inwardly it was. I was not so happy. Mm-hmm. You know, it, the person you should have talked to was Ethan um, Skolznik. Ethan Skolznik? Because yeah. Ethan, me and Ethan had a conversation off the record, uh-huh. and then we had conversations on the record. Got it. Off the record, I exploded. Yeah. In real time. Um, because it was just it was just a, a situation where I knew That's I was valuable too. to the yeah. team. I knew what I can do on the, on, on, on the, on the uh, field. But when you're not given those opportunities, but they're still expecting you to be a leader, mm-hmm. you know. Right. <laughs> you know, so when you on the sideline, you, you know, the head the coach talking about, hey, yeah. hey, get them going. Yeah, I say, coach, I, I, I'm not a cheerleader. Yeah, I, I, I lead for, I, I lead by example. I don't, I don't lead. Did on you the say sideline. that, or no, did you just think that? No, no, I say, yeah, I say. We, we that's what I'm wondering. Like, why Ethan Skolnick? Why not Dave? Robinson? I told him, I say, I'm, coach, I'm not a cheerleader. Yeah. yeah. We I'm talk about sure. those guys, Mac, all the time and that get up in front of a team meeting that right. ain't, ain't out there producing, ain't doing anything to try to get up there and get guys going. We yeah. scourge that type yeah. of behavior. So I, I understand where you're coming from. <laughs> and then, and then like not, the choice not only that, but I mean, I, I just said, it's, it's, you know, I don't, I don't, I didn't bash, you know, um, Dave in there, but there's some things about his personality I just didn't like. Mm-hmm. You know, when we played New England or we played the Jets, it was, you know, he was frantic. Like, you know, I, I saw fear. Versus, you know, hey man, we finna come here and we finna knock Goliath off off off, off this yeah. little, little little throne. And so when I see fear in the in the <clears> manner <throat> of how we talk and through the week and all this stuff right here, I used to come into the and I, I used to just start singing, start singing songs because I'm like I can't I can't hear this. No. I don't I don't I don't I don't want to hear this because that's that's fear talking. Right. And I want somebody that's gonna come here and talk about faith on what we can do. Right. You know what I'm saying? We would get up and 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 you if y'all can remember, we'll get up on these teams. And we'll shut it down. And now we just run to Ricky, run to Ricky and want the defense to stop him. Okay. Well, you can't keep getting Tom Brady, you know, extra, right. extra, um, possessions. um, yeah, yeah. Um, possessions yeah. and, and, and expect them to beat him. But we're, we're up on these teams. We're up on some teams. And then he shut us down because, okay, defense, we're going to, you know, this is this thing. 
okay, defense, we're going to win it in the last two minutes of the game. My defense is going to win the I game. I was ready to hear Yeah, that was the phrase. You know, we're on a 35-yard line. We got Orlando Mari who who's who going to make that, you know, probably 90% of the time. We're punting from the 35-yard line yeah. just, to, just to, to change the field position. That stuff kind of just rubbed me the wrong way, man. Sure. And, I, and plus, you're not getting... You're not yeah, and I got three attempts. Yeah, right. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So I imagine that would leave. So when I was all week, how'd you get these three attempts? Man, uh, I got these three attempts because you know they weren't starting me, and the person that 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 they was making Coach Ford play at the exposition wasn't making plays, and then Coach Ford was like, "Matt, go 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 yeah. go to X." So he made the substitution. Yeah. So now I'm practicing the Z receiver all week. And coach forward in the game because he had confidence. He knew I knew the the offense. Mm. He would send me at any position at any time because he even if you me. didn't practice it, even if I he wow. knew I did. He knew I didn't practice it. Right. Yeah. yeah. But you knew. Yeah. I, I remember you talked about that when you first got here. You all, learned all every five positions. Yeah. 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 Makes sure. sense. Yeah. Makes a lot which is, of sense. Which is why Randy was you know was able to communicate and Chris because I was able to help them in all mm. their positions. Right. If they go if they run out the huddle the wrong way, I'm grabbing them. You know. Right. In the game, you know, letting them know what's going on. So I always try to make those guys right. So if you're a guy and those guys were getting the ball thrown to them, correct. And if you're a guy that is looked at as a leader and a mentor, and you're frustrated and you're literally tuning out the coach during team meetings, yeah. How do you prevent that from poisoning what you're going to give to these younger players? Well, after my second year, I was asking them to, I, I was asking them to trade, mm -hmm. you know, because they came, they came to me with some, some humbug stuff, talking about humbug they, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So they, wanted, ahead, they wanted me to take a pay cut. So I was getting ready to make 1.5 that year. They asking me to take a pay cut to make 750, but give me incentives to make another 750 to get where you were. But the 750 was based on team goals. You know, if the team win one more game, <laughs> if the team score right. one more touchdown, if the team, I'm like, hold on. So you're going to give me my personal incentives based on team goals when you're controlling how much I play? We, no, no, no. Because now can't I can't, I can't affect those things. Right. Right. You know, I have zero control over that. So, and I told him, and, and then I, I showed him a newspaper. And so, you know, uh, they would give the end of the year synopsis of each position and things like that. And when it came to the receiver position, this is the year that Big O got hurt, Chris got hurt, and like Denver game. So like the oh, yeah. last nine games of the season. I led the team down down the stretch. So he said this in the paper. You know, we really miss. Oh, prior to that, yeah, let's get yeah, round up let's now, go, Juice. Let's go. So prior let's to this, going. going to the second year. Now this is the second season, the second game of the of the year. We go to Indianapolis Colts. Mm -hmm. I'm in civilian clothes. Week two, they didn't dress me out. The locker room was almost a mutiny on the offensive side. The receivers would not go out and warm up for the game because I wasn't leading them out. Bro, they had to give me some. Wow. They had to. They had wow. to give me some, some shorts and a shirt. Sideline game. And I had to had to lead the receivers out the locker room and go through full full pregame warm up. And Joe rolled them over there like what? The? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, not Joe. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I just threw my hands up because you know they they told me this right before, right out the chapel. Mm. They came and told me that you know we're not gonna dress. They didn't you want good. you hot in church. Yeah, yeah. So, Should so have now given them a chance to to cool down in yeah. church, I think. So now that you know that let me know that how how my team you know right they they respected me. The offense you know 
offensive line was pissed. Jay Feeler pissed. So that's my point is how do you clearly they're behind you. Um, Do you take it upon yourself to say, I'm not going to let my feelings towards this impact how I influence these young players? Cause, cause that's how, when you hear about locker rooms getting poisoned. Yeah. That it, to me, it's, it's that kind of a thing. If somebody chooses to bring that energy to other players, things can fall apart in a hurry. If I spoke my truth, I I would have poisoned Randy. I would have poisoned Chris Chambers. Right. You know, um, Sam Simmons, a lot of the, a lot of the younger receivers. I, I probably would have could have poisoned any of that, but I, I wouldn't have poisoned them because I would have been telling the truth. Well, so but I the get truth that. would get them to not. But like it would have poisoned that those team goals that you Correct. were incentivized right. for. That's Correct. what I'm saying. Correct. Is that when there's a division in the locker yeah. room? Yeah, you know, that's that's my point. Yeah, it, it was it was it was a, a rough situation because Dave said in that in that newspaper article that you know, hey, we mismanaged managed James at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. but you know, a couple guys got injured. He came in and really carried us down the stretch. But a week later, I'm I'm in here meeting with you and Cutting Rick Spielman, and you're asking me to take a pay cut. Right. Yeah. And so when I show you your words, it's hard for you to to, to dispute your words, but you're asking me to take a pay cut. So I left that meeting on the phone with my agent, you know, and this is the first time I had some colorful words. I, I had some colorful words with my agent. Oh. And I'm like, I don't care what you do. I said, they can cut me, release me, whatever. I, I say, I don't want to be in Miami another year. And so they end up calling them. Hey, all right. We're not doing anything. You know, it just he, calm down. You know, we're going to we're going to bring him back and we're not going to we're gonna, not going to test the, the salary. But it's like. Why would you? Yeah, right. I just I just led you two years back to back. Right. And now you, you're you're trying to ask me to take a pay cut. I know you're trying to elevate Chris. I know Chris Chris was gonna extend regardless of you trying to water down McKnight. You didn't need to do that. Chris Chris Talent was gonna be Chris Talent. So I invested in Chris. I I, I pushed Chris. I I I probably that's was the part that a I'm big coach about. to Chris yeah. doing yeah. doing this process because I I have a. I have a right to be angry and mad, but if I'm going to call myself one of the number one, I'm I'm the player rep. All right? Okay, so you I'm great. one of the I'm one of the spiritual leaders on the team, and I'm I'm asked to be a leader out, out out on the field. So where in there do I have the right to just you know to complain or whatever? Because I could have done that and 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 being justified. Yeah, but I chose to honor God in the way that I did did things. So. I'm like, okay, God, I'm, I'm only playing to the audience of one. So when I practice, I'm only playing to please you. When I, when I, whatever I do in the locker room, I'm only playing to, to, to please you. When I'm coaching Chris, I'm not seeing somebody that's trying to take my position. I'm seeing a young man that I got an opportunity to influence, not only in the football field, but in, in, in life. And like right now, we still great friends to this day. Matter yeah. of fact, you know, he got the coaching job right now. I'm, I'm going to do a, a team chapel for them next oh, week that's because he wants me to come on board and be a part of that program too. So I had a right to, to, you know, lash out and be justified and speak truth. But I was like, you know what, God, how, how is that going to look if, if I'm, you know, I, my, my old saying I always use if the baby, if, if you're going to do all the crying, what the, the baby, baby going to do? do. I, I don't, I wasn't going to be the one that, that was I crying. That. I wanted to be the one that, okay, I, I can leave from this pain. You know what I mean? I can go, I can go out here and, and play full speed, block for, you know, Ricky, do all the things that, that I'm asked to do, crack back on linebackers and I'm getting three balls thrown to me. Mm. 
that's a that's tough. And he he can tell you only got three balls, man. You 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 frustrated because you prepared to be be great. You can't be great when you don't know when three balls. Those three balls was coming on broken plays. There it wasn't like it was designed. Right, primary, to you. yeah. You know you know what I mean. So to to be able to hold that man, that's just that's just sheer faith and and just being grounded in my faith. It's like okay, well I'm not playing for Dave. I'm playing to honor God out here. Mm. And if, when I leave this field. If my, I've never had a teammate to say, oh, Mac, you, you ain't, you ain't give us nothing today. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm a drop a ball. I may fumble a ball, but my, my effort, my dedication, my sacrifice to my team, that was never questioned because I did things the right way. That's and right. so I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that, even though I was in misery. I hated yeah. playing for the money. Well, I'm glad you could let it out here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the tank, man. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. sounds like yeah. you need to get that off your chest. But, yeah. but that was the question. Yeah. That was the question. Yeah. It, it was, that was the why. And, um, man, uh, not surprised by the answer, Juice, but really a powerful one. Yeah. Right. So, which actually leads me to kind of the final thing I'll ask you about. I have one today. more thing. Oh, well, I then. I have one more thing. Go real for quick, it, man. Real quick. I'm already in enough trouble today. With yeah. <laughs> you talk about, you know, high school and Popka and then going to Liberty because of Prop 48. But I also know that Liberty recently honored you in their Hall of Fame. Mm. Talk about your Hall of Fame induction, man. I, I'm not in Penn State's Hall of Fame. You know, Seth thinks I had a silver spoon. How you is that I mean? possible? I'm only in Wait my high minute. school Hall of Fame, you know? I'm <laughs> How just, is that possible? I, man, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm on it. You're on it. Yeah, Seth's that's ridiculous. It. I didn't know that either. Yeah, that's crazy. Man, it's just, it's, uh, it was, uh, it was humbling. I thought I did a, a pretty good work there in my time there. Uh, being a Prop 48, what, what most people don't know is you lose a year. So my freshman year, I had to sit out. And prove that I can do college material. Mm. Um, and and you didn't get that year back. Right. So I didn't have a red shirt freshman year. I didn't have any of that. I went from sitting out a year straight to playing my third year and then being the start of my junior and senior year. So with the circumstances, I thought I put a good body of work, uh, left some pretty good numbers there. They, they've been surpassed. Apparently. Yeah. They've been surpassed since I, since I left there, but I had, I still have track records there and I had, had, um, football records there. So they honored me for both track and football. And so when you being you know, immortalized forever, like forever, forever is a long ass know, time. That's a long time, man. So <laughs> I'm here to tell uh, my you. son is Something a freshman else. there. Um, same Little name, Prince, James Little McKnight. Prince. What'd you say? Little Prince, Little yeah, yeah, Prince yeah. reference. <laughs> so, uh, absolutely. And so just for my son to be able to, you know, he's walking that campus. His name is James McKnight, but he's seen them. On he's at school dad. there. Yeah. He's a freshman there now. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, how cool is it, that? It's just, there's, there's a legacy that's going on there, but it's a legacy to what they can be proud of because he's talking to people that's talking about his dad in ways, you know, it's one thing that, you know, oh, that's my dad, that's my dad. <laughs> right, right. But when other people are talking to you yeah. about your dad and that they're talking, you know, past tense, you know, when your dad was here, this is what he did. When your dad was here, yeah. X, Y, and Z. And there's multiple people with, a lot, with, with different stories. So for me, as, as a father, man, it just, it was, it was warming. It was humbling. And, um, I, I, it still haven't, I haven't, you know, felt the full gravity of it. Yeah. Um, because it was just last month, but I, I'm, I'm oh, in wow. awe and, and, and just grateful. Congratulations. That's outstanding. Man. Congratulations. I'm glad you man. asked that question. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a great one. Absolutely. That's a great one. I, I kind of almost would want to end it on that. But one thing that I consistently hear today, Juice, is, you're a man dedicated to service yeah. and the service looks differently, uh, in, in a lot of different, in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. in, in what you've presented today. What do you do now to serve? How are you, you know, what, what type of work is James McKnight doing in the community? Um, what does service look like for you now? 
Well, uh, I, obviously, I've, I've done church work uh, for a long time. I was over the prison ministry for a lot. So, mm-hmm. I was, you know, going in and pointing to those guys. Um, now, I've moved to Palm Beach, so we're, re- we're connecting with another church. I was actually just last night asked to um, pray about becoming the um, leader of the men's group. I go to, to go to schools. My, my, my kids play basketball. They run track. So I, I volunteer at their, their schools. I can't do the things I used to do, yeah. but the, 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 the mind is still knowledgeable. Well, that's about. where the real value is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then my daughter, she's a long jumper hurtler and she don't like other people coaching her. So she, she <laughs> want, she want dad to come out. So you're going to be serving for a while. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I'm like, listen, you know, I, I ain't, I ain't dad on this track. You know, I'm right. coach McKnight. So as long as we can, you know, have that little fine line. Um, and then I'm doing, you know, um, Liberty. They just had a, uh, they just came up with a black alumni, uh, chapter and I'm the vice chair of that. And one of the reasons is that the African American population on campus had dwindled down, mm. doing some leadership things and things like that. So there's a lot of things that's changing there. And so we're just trying to number one, reconnect the alumni and then not only reconnect the alumni, but you know, in, increase that population because that, that, that's a, that's a great university. Um, it's a great opportunity for some young kids from some disadvantaged situations to have opportunity to grow in a, in a little bit safer environment. Right? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that. who, who better to tell that story exactly. than you? Exactly. Yeah. So I'm just lending, lending my, my name, my likeness and my voice to that. And I'm, I'm, I'm just grateful, man. They, they're, they're think highly of me to kind of be an ambassador to kind of push that thing forward. Well, I'm not surprised. I know Juice and I are grateful that, you know, you shared your story with us yeah. today. It's been too long. I yeah. used to hear from Mac, you know, when he first retired, he had all these different business ventures. And yeah. probably every six yeah. months, busy, busy, he said, yeah. I think I set up a meeting with yeah. him. And now, you know, we got to stay in touch. Yeah. But, uh, I'm, I'm still doing some things, but we're, 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 we're we're building something, and okay. so I can, I'm not at liberty to, my, to share it right now. Not at liberty. Not at liberty. Yeah, I like you that. are at liberty. So <laughs> I am at liberty. My number hasn't changed, man. So give me a call. But you yeah. know, so great to have you here today. Man. Thank you, guys. It, it was it was it was needed, necessary, and then you know, I love y'all. So feel like home. Thanks for diving in, Jay, man. I appreciate you guys. You're now diving into the fish tank. Sitting down with Seth living, Seth. OJ, Juice, Juice man, and this is strictly for them true fans, yeah. golf fans, number one, one, of course y'all, this ain't no ordinary sports talk, I'm up in that fish tank. Go get your aqua orange, yeah, it's time to dive up in that fish tank. It's only legendary talking when you dive up in that fish tank. Rockin' with OJ and Seth when we dive up in that fish tank. Okay, this one for them diehards Celebrate big or cry hard Leave it all on the field, we gon' try hard Old school, a new school, mix it in Feeling like we up close when we listening Dolphins tales, in Miami is the deep end We vibing with our favorite players, no secret We get with Seth and McDuffie Bringing up stories we never heard to the public Bet we love it, Dolphins fans never budget We loyal to the team, whether happy or we upset We be like, what's next? Don't switch the subject You know it's all about them fans And if you ready for that water, time to dive in Don't switch the subject, you know it's all about them fans And if you down with Dolphins Nation, time to dive in Don't switch the subject, you know it's all about them fans You looking at that fish tank, it's time to dive in Fish tank 
go get some aqua orange. Yeah, it's time to dive up in that fish tank. It's only legendary talking when you dive up in that fish tank. Rapping with OJ and Seth, time to dive up in that fish tank. Don't ever